and welcome to a brand new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff with me, with you, and with me is the founder of The Mental Edge. Is that a, that's fair to say? Jason Thompson. Jason, how are you today? Doing great, Austin. Good to be here with you and excited just to yeah, talk some sports over the next few minutes. Yeah, this this came together kind of last second-ish, but I was we were just talking on Monday morning and I'm like, Jason would be a great podcast co-host. He knows the area well. He knows basketball. Um, he knows the teams that we're talking about today. Um, and obviously you do great work with your mental edge uh, training and you've obviously seen great results across the board with your teams. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the mental edge later. Um but let's talk about basketball, boys basketball. Sounds uh, good. Who's your hysteria? Um, it's it's alive and well. Uh, a lot of chaos in Class 3A this past week, past eight days, because we had an extended week for sectionals with the weather. Um, but the one non-chaotic part, Northwood, the yeah. number one team in Class 3A, they cruised um, to three straight sectional wins. I guess all three games had like a hint of maybe, you know, early. And then Northwood just put the pedal to the metal, culminating last night with a 57-24 to victory over number seven West Noble, 34-7 um, second half dominance. Um, Jason, I know you're obviously you're close to the Northwood community, and this is a team and group of people you've been around for a long time. And it just – I, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself, but this feels like a special group right now and what they've been able to do on the basketball court the last, especially this last week, just dominating the sectional the way they did. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I think there's just something about this group. And, you know, what I admire a lot is just the consistency as well. Just they're so consistent. Coach Wolf does such an amazing job with the program. Um, you know, when I go and watch other teams and then, you know, sometimes and then you come back and watch Northwood and just appreciate their fundamentals, the, you know, the defense they play, um, just the, you know, the execution at a high level. Um, you know, I, I mean, I just think it's going to take a special performance to knock them out of the tournament, really. Yeah, they they do um, – they don't really waste a lot of possessions. Like, even if they miss a shot, you're not really seeing them force a bad three or, you know, often. Um, and it's so weird because, I mean, they only play six guys, really, but they're – they're so talented at all six spots. Like even JJ Payne, he would start right. on most teams in this area um, as a bigger guy. But when you got six foot six Ian Rosh and six foot eight Tyler Rosh and Brock Bontrager's not a small dude either. Like you got a lot of skill. And then obviously the shooters and the on the outside, Cade Brenner and Ethan Wolf. Like it's six really really good players that it's it's hard to game plan against them. I mean Monday night, Cade Brenner was. He did not have a good game, to be perfectly honest. He was not shooting well, but Brock Bontrager steps up, scores 10 points. Ethan Wolf scores 11. Like, even when Brenner is off, they still found a way to just make shots and, and build that lead. And uh, the defense was amazing. Ian, Ian Rosh, specifically, yeah. shutting down Austin Kripe, the, you know, the greatest scorer in West Oval history. Uh, I know they can dispute that a little bit with Steve Anspaugh wearing a Wakarusa or not Wawaka instead of West Noble, but um, you know that's a fun debate for another day. But in terms of four years in a West Noble uniform, Austin Kripe most points in program history. He only scored eight last night, twelve points below his average for the season. Um, Aaron Wolf described him as Ian as not normal, I believe. Yes, yeah, all quote. that. <laughs> not regular, not regular right, was his direct right. quote. Um, 
that's a special kid, and obviously, um, I wrote about it a couple years ago, like just the family, um, you know, tragedy and the things that they've gone through in the last couple of years. You could just see how much this means to them, and 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 Tyler now too, obviously too, yeah. having an impact on the varsity. Absolutely, you know, it's just a a great family, and I think. You know, there's just, you know, there's such a high level of character on the guys on the team that, um, you know, and I, yeah, I mean, I was surprised by the result last night. I mean, not the result, but the, the score, uh, the score margin bit. of yeah. it a little bit. Um, but I think it just speaks to the experience. You know, I, you know, I tweeted out last night, you know, I think there's, you know, the two things for Northwood are one is defense, but, you know, I think it's underrated because, you know, everyone's always looking at offense. Which is crazy, um, which is crazy, by the way, the, the, the number one ranked defense in the state. Yeah. It's hard to be underrated and be number one, but also right. like you, right. You see Brenner making threes and Wolf making threes and Rush dunking the ball. There was a, a rush to rush alley-oop last night. That yeah. was fun. Like. Those take the highlights, but their defense is number one in the state. And when I say underrated, I'm talking more of the you know the average fan. I think right. other coaches realize that too, you know. But then just I mean to come out of halftime and to have those adjustments and really just just lock down one of the best teams in the state is just really impressive. Yeah, and to not obviously the the loss for West Noble was a, you know a tough way to end the year, but. 21 and four best or tied for the most wins in a single season program history. Um, Austin Kribe, like we said, 1,665 career points, um, most in a yeah. West Opal uniform. Um, they won the NECC outright, both the conference tournament and the regular season. Like a tremendous year. All, Absolutely. all things. I mean, like this is a, one of the best years in West Opal history. It's just unfortunate they've been in the same sectional with Northwood the last four years where they've been, you know, really talented. They would have won a sectional in any other generation if if Austin Kripe had come one year sooner, right? Like, right. Because that 2018-19 season, they, they if, you know, um, Northwood was down a little bit, and that would have been the year maybe. But um, it's just unfortunate for them. Like, you know, one of the best players in the area, and Kripe, and one of the better teams in the area, you know, doesn't have any postseason hardware to kind of show for the great years they've had the last three years so yeah and that's you know that's one of the you know beauties but also you know of the you know the just the abrupt end to your season right, right. And, and it's the beauty of you know but also march madness right where you're you know you can have a great year um but just you know the fin- the quickness the finality of a season and but you're right i mean west you know noble had a great year um, but yeah, it is, you know, you kind of, for them kind of wish that they could have that sectional championship, but right. at the same time, you know, being in the same one as Northwood, you know, is just, it's, it's been tough for them for yeah. sure. So number one, Northwood 24 and two now on the season, they will play 22 and three Lake station, number eight in the final three, a poll. Although who knows those polls obviously don't mean anything because right. two through five lost last week. Um, number seven lost. So number 10 lost, um, those AP voter guys, man, they're terrible. I'm <laughs> making jokes right. at myself. Um, but they play number eight, Lake Station, uh, 1 p.m. Saturday at South Bend Washington High School. So the first of the one-game regional finals that will be played there. The 4 p.m. game features the host Panthers, who pulled one of those upsets, beat Marion, against John Glenn, who another team who pulled a couple upsets last right. week. Um, the, the 3A bracket, carnage everywhere. Um Concordia lost to Dwanger on a buzzer beater. Norwell lost. I saw that. Um, you know, all the big teams that we thought were going to contend um, lost. But Lake Station, the last time they won a sectional 
Uh, the U.S. was not involved in World War II yet, so it wasn't like 1941. Yeah, March I saw of 1941 that. was the last time Lake Station won a sectional. Obviously, the U.S. didn't get involved in World War II until a little bit later that year. Right. Um, but just kind of funny to think about. You know, they haven't won a sectional since since the Second World War. Yeah, um, that's 82 years for anyone who's counting. Um, wow. Only their second sectional ever in school history, too. Um, so congratulations to them. Obviously, a tremendous accomplishment. Um, the Fighting Eagles, not the, just the Eagles, or the Fighting, the fighting Eagles. Eagles. It's, it's like the Screaming Eagles for Southern Indiana <laughs> University. You got to really make sure. Um, they have um, a senior-laden group, just doing a little quick research on their stats before I came on. Um, their top six scorers, all seniors. Um, four of them averaging 11 or more a game. Um, Armani Gonzalez, 17.8. Wiley Miller, 17.4. Adam Eastland, 12.6, and Travis Randolph, 11 a game. So they got some good – not only do they got guys who score at a high rate, but it's balanced. Yeah. Um, so that could be tricky for a Northwood team. I, we talk about how great their defense is, and I'm sure Ian Rosh will play one of those guys and bottle them up like how he's done almost everyone else. But um, that could be a little bit of a tricky issue there for, for Northwood to handle. Yeah, I mean, I think this is where it gets fun in the tournament because you're playing teams that you normally don't play, at least for the most part. Right. Um, you know, Washington and Glenn, obviously, in the same conference have played, but, you know, Northwood going to play a team from the Gary area and, you know, and then vice versa. You don't really know them that well. And so you just never know. You, you know, you don't know um, if, you know, a team's going to come out and just be lights out. You don't know, um, you know, mentally how they're going to come into a big regional game. I'm fairly confident Northwood will come in ready to go. and um, But, yeah, you, you just never know. I mean, obviously, you can't take anyone lightly at this point. Right. And I know it's a different tournament format than the last couple of years. But, like, Northwood, of course, had a couple regional championship game losses the last two seasons. So, I, there's going to be that motivation to at least get that trophy because they haven't gotten that trophy. And, again, you only got to win one game this year instead of two the last couple of years. You also don't have to drive three hours to Newcastle to win it. So, that's nice. It's a nice 30-minute yes. drive. <laughs> Instead of a three-hour drive. Um, yeah, I would expect a very large, um, you know, contingent of Northwood fans to right. be up in Washington. And, and if Northwood wins, you got to feel pretty good you're going to be playing semi-state either at Northside Gym or Michigan City, which would be close. Right. Or in Lo- Logansport isn't even even a terrible drive as well. So. Right. But you know yeah, you're going to be closer. Like Northwood shouldn't have to drive too much on this run. They're hoping that their longest drive is Indianapolis. Is yeah, absolutely, for so, sure. Um, let's talk about the two-way sectional from our area, sectional 35. Um, Westview, so not a surprise necessarily in the context of going into the sectional. It looked like they had a good chance to win it. Good draw at home, solid team. But in the context of this coming into this season, I don't know how many people saw this from Westview. They don't have a guy – taller than six foot two on the varsity roster. I mean, that's really hard to win. They're like the polar opposite of Northwood. Everyone's over six foot two on Northwood. Yeah. Um, even Brenner is, you know, six two, six three. Um, and they have just found a way. Chandler Pribble in his first season, the Warriors, they beat Churubusco and Eastside both by 25 points. And then last night against Central Noble Monday night, absolutely came out and steamrolled them up 26 points in the fourth quarter. We'll end up winning by 13. Cougars made a little bit of a push at the end, but um, wow. Like, 
Yeah, shout out to Shannon sure. Pribble. Like that's all like like it's incredible to think like they were seven and sixteen last year. Graduated Mason Yoder, who was a really good prolific scorer for them. You thought, okay, what are they going to look like? Brady Yoder's a good player, but who's going to step up? Wiley Minix, Jethro Hostetler, a bunch of those guys have just stepped up, and they're sectional champions first time since 2019. That's a pretty amazing season so far uh, for the Warriors. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, sometimes what happens is a team just, it takes them a while to come together to gel, and they seem to be a team that's just, it's peaking at the right time. In mm-hmm. fact, I saw somewhere on I think Twitter last night where, where someone was commenting on they couldn't believe how, um, you know, Westview kind of dominated the glass against, you know, Central Noble. And so, yeah, I mean, they're peaking at the right time and it's exciting time. You know, we're we're used to seeing Westview, you know, succeed in the right. postseason, but it's been four years now. So yeah, 21 sectional championships in total. So it's not like a little old Westview like they are. Right. They are the traditional team in that sectional that wins it. But they hadn't won one in a couple of years. It had but been most, a while. And, and most of these guys, though, grew up, you know, watching, you know, Westview succeed as well. And so, right. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do come up this weekend. Yeah, it was it was a weird. Um, so, Westview, you know, they, they had a really nice, kind of a nice start to the year, right? The, the only losses that they had there for a while were to, like, good teams. And then randomly, they lost to Angola. Although, Angola beat West Noble, too. So, like. Angola was just like the team of chaos in the NECC yep. this year. Um, but like, you know, near the end of the year, they lost to Wawasee. They lost to Goshen. Goshen was solid, but Wawasee was okay. Like, it was kind of like, you know, uh, are they losing a little steam? I think that win against Concord, the last game of the regular season, that just maybe changed it for them. Like, hey, no, we're still good. Like, going into the postseason at 14-8 and eight, instead of 13-9 and nine, and on a three-game losing streak – just changes the vibe and energy, Absolutely. I think. And um, they carried that momentum and then some into this past week because they, they steamrolled through that section, which I don't think anyone saw that coming. Maybe the first two games, but no one saw what happened last night happening, I think. Yeah, yeah Central Nova is really a good team, and they're, and they're very right. well coached. And so, But I think you make a good point. I think if they go in on a losing streak in the, you know, the sectional, maybe they don't you know make it this far. But but I think getting that win going into a tournament was big for them. And against a 4A opponent on the road, Concord. Yeah, like, absolutely. I know Concord, they had, again, they were a solid team this year. It wasn't like they were superstar crazy, but like 11 and 11, 4A team, in theory, should be beating the, you know, a good decent 2A team like Westview we had a good good solid year but um yeah, yeah Brady Yoder Jethro Hostetler Wiley Minix all had 23 points in the game last night that's pretty good I mean three guys outscored Central Noble by themselves so absolutely um couldn't miss a shot so they get to play Gary 21st century speaking of the region all of our mm-hmm. matchups by the way are Eastern time zone versus Central time zone teams on Saturday so Very that's, interesting. that's fun yeah. um just all oh, the clocks confused um <laughs> Uh, Gary, 21st century. They've been a really good program the last 10, 15 years. I believe they've won like eight sectionals in the last 12 years, but mostly at the 1A level. Now they're up to 2A. Um, they have three kids who have scored 1,000 career points, all seniors. DJ Moss, Ashton Williamson, Quentin Floyd. All three of them average at least 15 a game this year as well. So um, I saw that. Floyd a shade under at 14.9, but still, he had a, he had a big... Yeah. Uh, sectional performance against Ileana Christian. I think he had 25 on Monday night in the final. Um, so they're really solid. They were ranked seventh in the final poll. They're 20 and five overall. Westview 17 and eight. 
Um, that game is at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central over at North Judson San Pierre High School. People from Emma, Topeka, Shipshawana, they're used to that drive. That's been the regional site forever. Um, it's a long drive. Not much going on out there. Uh, yes. Alma mater of David Haw. There you go. Former sports, <laughs> Chicago Tribune sports editor, or not sports editor, uh, columnist, Bears reporter, uh, South Bend Tribune legend. Um, I don't know if I should have plugged the South Bend Tribune. But I don't know. Yeah, we uh, just did. What's the, it just <laughs> happened. Um, and I like David. I've met him a couple times. Um, nice guy. So shout out David Haw. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it could be an interesting game for Westview. It's a... You never know, obviously, these regional games, but um, it feels like a slightly uphill battle against Gary. But, hey, Westview is playing with confidence. They shoot the ball well. If Brady Yoder just makes a couple threes, puts the pressure on, I mean, you never know. You never know. So When you're right, you don't. You know, I have said to the teams I work with that the only thing that really carries over from the regular season to the postseason or even game to game is just confidence. You know, records don't carry over, stats don't carry over, awards don't carry over. And so, yeah, if if Westview comes in with that, you know, confidence that they seem to be having right now, you just never know. And it's one game. You know, I've I heard right. it said, I, you know, I've heard it said before, you know, the best team doesn't always win. It's the team that plays the best that day. So it'll be right. interesting. And especially in a one game setup where this is it and you get a full week to prepare or five days, whatever. Um, so they're going to have, and they're both on the same timeline of preparation too they both played Monday night so it wasn't like one team could have gotten a head start or you know whatever so uh should be a competitive game um high scoring given all the points that are going to be on the court Brady Yoder too I mean he's got according to my math and my math could be off but 1,191 career points so far for Brady Yoder so like he's a prolific scorer too and Hostetler and Minix have played well Minix led him in scoring all three sectional games so um yeah, you can't count them out. So it's yeah, they'll it's have Westview to, too. Like yeah, I don't know, like your right. brain just says Westview. Like they're good at basketball. Like they're gonna make, they're gonna be competitive. Hopefully, yeah. Um, yeah, they'll have to play well. There's no doubt they'll have to oh, shoot. Yeah. They'll have to shoot the ball well. But I think if they go with the right mindset, I think you always have a chance. Right. And then our final sectional champion, the Bethany Christian Bruins. They just saw what the girls did, and they were like, "We're gonna match that, or at least start trying to match that." Um, the Bruins. Win sectional 51 for the first time since 2009. Um, the current junior class, which is kind of the catalyst for this team, um, they were three years old when that happened. Wow. So not as not as far back as Lake Station, but, you know, a little, little while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, some good things going over at Bethany. I mean, it's exciting yeah. for them. Um, you know, it's exciting for communities when, you know, they're able to win a, you know, a title after having not won it for a while. And so it'll be... You know, it's cool for them. It'd be interesting to see how they do this weekend as well. Right. These these group of athletes, they basically play both sports, and they've won boys bas- boys and girls basketball, both won sectionals, and then boys and girls soccer also both won in the in the fall. So, And a lot of the same kids on both teams are the, the key players, the star players. And yeah. um, I know I tweeted about that last night, or not last night, Saturday night after they won, about how a lot of Bethany – Christian athletes who I've talked to, you know, like Mariah Stolzfus, Tyson Chupp, they've said repeatedly, we're trying to change the culture here. We're trying to change the culture and, you know, and hey, four sectional championships. Boys tennis played for a sectional final. Volleyball team had a nice year. They just ran into the buzzsaw that is Blackhawk Christian and girls volleyball at 1A. Like, that's not their fault. Like, so, um, yeah, they did a great job. They 
they beat uh, Lakeland Christian 63-49 to in the championship game. Um, they had to play two games on Saturdays. That was one of the sectional sites that moved the Friday semifinals to Saturday morning, kept the final Saturday night. Um, so Bethany survived Elkhart Christian, one-point game in the morning, and then beat LCA by 14. Tyson Chupp, 29 points in the game. He's at 1,024 for his career. So he got to 1,000 in the game. That's a great career. Yeah. So, and he's only a junior. So uh, Beck Willems. It's a better career, yeah. Beck Willems, I hope you enjoyed having the scoring record. Uh, yeah. Tyson's probably going to pass you, barring something unforeseen in the next uh, next year when he in his senior year. Tyson also passed Beck for the most career three-point makes in program history. So um, he well, had a great game, and yeah. he was he's been um, obviously their – Offensive catalyst all season, um, and Jaden uh, can't we go the um, Jaden Schlebach. I was trying to like make the transition to saying his <laughs> name, and I just screwed it up. But Jaden Schlebach was unbelievable as well. Uh, he made eight threes in the first sectional game against Hamilton on Tuesday. That was the school record for most in a game. He made five in the final Saturday night against LCA, and all all wow. of them were just big shots, and he. He gets going and he gets excited after making those threes. Um, so it was just uh, really cool. Like, you know, the Bruins, like this is, a, again, it's a school. Like they haven't, like they, they've won some sectionals in soccer. They've been good in soccer and, and other sports. But like basketball has been kind of like okay to them. And it's just really cool to see them finding success. And you feel good for, you know, Daniel Mass, the head coach, an alum, right, leading the, leading the team. You know, he was an eighth grader when they went to semi-state in 2002. So, and wow. then they didn't, and then he didn't win a sectional when he was there as a player. So, uh, you just feel good, like for those people. Like that's what I've gained in my time here. Now, my fifth year being here, like you start feeling good for these people. Like a couple weeks ago with the Garbers and and winning, and it's just really cool to see those people succeed at their alma maters, and it means so much to them. And then for them to win like that is really cool. Absolutely. No, when I think, you know, a lot of times I think what happens is you get one or two really strong classes. So they're, you know, I'm guessing their junior, senior classes are just strong yeah. when it comes at, you know, athletes. And But it's it's cool hearing athletes say at the high school level that their mindset is they want to change the culture because what it means is they are seeing something bigger than just themselves. And so, but you're right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I was guilty of that. I didn't have Bethany on my radar, <laughs> um, you know, even this school year a lot because I oh, was Bethany. They're not great in, you know, in basketball, but, you know, kudos to them because even in my mind, they're, they're changing you know, how I see it, you know, and think about them as well. So, you know, yeah. this Saturday, uh, they have Couts, is that right? Yes, Couts. So, Couts upset number seven Morgan Township in the sectional final. Um, Couts is 16-9, and nine, Bethany in 16-10. and 10, So, if you're going to play the record game, they're basically identical. Um, Couts doesn't have any stats online. So, but, you know, obviously, John Harrell, you can – they average 55 points a game as a team, allow 47 a game. So, Solid team. It's kind of what you expect. Like, that's what a normal, air quote, normal good team does, right? Right. Um, yep. So, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's at Triton High School, 4 p.m. Eastern, um, in case anyone from Couts is listening. And it's 5 o'clock. It's 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern at Triton. Um, yeah, I just – it feels like a toss-up game. Like, I don't I – don't, I can't get a read yet on Couts. I mean, obviously, they're they're good, and so is Bethany. Um so the 40 win 40 combined wins by the way for the Bruins 
basketball programs this year, girls and boys. 24 for the girls, 16 so far for the boys. By far the most ever in a season in school history. So that's pretty cool. That's um, very cool. And I think the only team from our area that might push that is Northwood if the boys keep on winning. The girls won 14 games. The boys were at 24. So that's 38 off the top of my head. So, yeah. you know, no pressure, Northwood boys basketball. But if you want to win this mythical championship against <laughs> Bethany Christian, uh, keep on winning. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, and Bethany, they're having a great year, obviously, like you said, in, in basketball. And I, you know, I'll go ahead and, yeah, I think they have a good chance to win this one Saturday. You, if, if you if they lose now, we can blame you, right? You sure, go for them. it. Sure. <laughs> this is why I try to avoid making predictions on here. Like no, I've, I, I've done it a couple times, and yeah. it has not, not, not gone well. And not gone um, well. But you like know. you said, I think it's a toss-up game, and they're, you know, they seem to be playing well, obviously, at the right time, and so it'll be fun yeah. to, you know, see how they do. And they're, they're like, just like Westview. They play with a lot of confidence if they make their shots early. That, that changes the whole game. Like Bethany, they got they made shots early on Saturday night. Had a big third quarter too, which helped you know push the lead um, to what ended up you know they had they had the lead up to as many I think as 22, 20 ish in that fourth quarter. Um, so when they when they're playing like that, they're hard to beat because they shoot well and and you know they do a lot of the other things well too. Um, we had one more sectional from our area. We didn't get a winner out of it, but the one at Northside Gym, um, Northridge. Made the final. I believe you work. Do you work with them? No. No. Some other person works for Northridge. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, he shall no, not my be friend. named. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no. no Ken, I, know, I, know. Uh, yeah. Ken, uh, I forgot. Yep. I forgot which teams you worked. No. For, Ken works. Yeah. yeah. Ken, uh, Ken's a great guy. So the mental magic. He's done a great job with them. But they're yeah. Northridge is you know it's a fun group actually because there's so many you know you have coaches kids on the team you have administrators kids yeah. the. Um, you know, and you knew that they were going to play hard and, 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 you know, I wasn't at the game, but to see the final score there, you know, they kept it very respectable against Penn and, and Penn's just, you know, it's a, ju- it's just a juggernaut. Yeah. So. They are unbelievable. So it, it looked like it was going to get out of hand. Penn was up maybe 25, 30 ish, early third, then credit Northridge. They, they hung in there they battled back, they lost 75, 62, but I mean, Having watched Penn play in person a couple times this year, like Marcus Burton, he is Mr. Basketball. I don't care what anyone says. He's going to win this thing. I don't care what other blue-chip prospects we have in this state. He's a, he is a blue-chip prospect going to Notre Dame, but, Mike, he's unbelievable. I mean, he didn't even – it didn't even look like he had a good game against Elkhart last week, and he still had a triple-double. Like, yeah, you know, 14, 10, and 11. It's like, what? And then he scores 36 against Goshen, 37 against Northridge. Like – He's going to be top – he has a chance to be top 20 scoring all time, I believe. Like, he's going to – if he keeps on playing and they keep on winning and he has big games, like, he's going to push top 15, like, range all-time scoring. He passed Sean Kemp last week um, and um, among others, obviously. Yeah. So, he's the all-time leading scorer of northern Indiana, like, Michiana area. He is now the king of that. Um, he'll pass Charlie Yoder. I know Charlie was at 21-63. Uh, Burton's got to be pretty close to that, so – yeah, I mean, he's unbelievable. Um, he's he is Mr. Basketball, and and they not only is he good, but the whole team around him is also really good at Penn. They are a juggernaut, like you said. But give Northridge credit; they beat Warsaw first game, survived double overtime against Concord in the semifinal Saturday night. Um, Alex Allenson had a great senior year. He only played basketball for two years, and 
he was awesome for them. Six foot eight helps a little bit. But yeah, he had a great sectional. Yeah. Just looking at the stats there, he was just really coming into his own, I yeah. think. And but going back to yeah, Marcus Burton. I mean, and I what makes me hopeful that he will get Mister Basketball is I I think he's got a lot of you know people even down south in Indianapolis recognizing that this guy is really good. I mean, you, you can't you know you can't deny just the stats you know clearly and right. but he's been so consistent. You know, I mean, I, you know, ironically, probably his worst game of the year I was actually at, which is probably when they were at Newcastle and they played Ben Davis, but everyone's played bad against Ben Davis this year. No one's looked Um, good, really. But they, yeah, I mean, I hope they get down to state and they get a chance to rematch against Ben Davis. Yeah. Ben Davis gets Cathedral and uh, Regional this Saturday. And that's not a gimme. No, that's a, you know, it's funny is John Harrell has Cathedral winning by one. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I know John. We've had John on here. Good guy. I wonder if he just did that to like troll, like you know, get people around, <laughs> up, have. get people to talk about it. Like I was like, okay, John, they're twenty. Ben Davis is twenty-eight. No, like really good. I watched Ben Davis play Northwood. I think you were there too, right? For yep. that, I mean, really, really good team. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, Northridge to shift back to our area, like our coverage. Northridge had a really nice. They had a weird year. Seven and one start. Great stuff. I wrote a column about how great they were. Then they lost eight in a row. So I jinxed them. I apologize. But they that was eight tough games in there. And then they finished, you know, seven and two or whatever in the last nine, got to the sectional final, and didn't get totally blown out by Penn, which is an accomplishment in itself, just given how good Penn is this year. Absolutely. Um, so kudos to Scott Radiker, man. That guy always just finds a way. It's And like, he's the best dressed coach in the area. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know. Yeah, he's very good. It's because Aaron Wolf stopped wearing the sweater vests. That's really unfortunate. There you go. <laughs> I missed the sweater vest. Aaron, if you're listening, bring back the sweater vest. Bring back the sweater vest. I'm going to ask him, like, hey, dude, what happened to the sweater vest? Those were nice. Um, yeah, so they – Northridge had a good year. Um, Goshen lost by 18 to Penn on Saturday. So, like, again, they kind of hung around and gave him a game, like, for the most part. Um, Concord, obviously, double overtime loss to that. And then um, – Big news, I guess, kind of from non-game-related news, but Kyle Sears resigning at Elkhart. He coached Tuesday. Resignation came Friday. Um, you're gonna find you rarely find someone who's as dedicated to Elkhart or any school in general as a guy like the Sears family in general, and Kyle specifically with basketball. So, a um, little bit of a surprise. You know, the last couple of years have been tough, but. You would have thought, well, that guy's never going to, like, leave Elkhart. He's, right. He is Elkhart. Right. So, um, yeah, just a – that was kind of a surprise. I was actually at lunch. I got an email. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm working after lunch. So, <laughs> but, yeah, um, one sectionals at Memorial at in 2018. In the first year of merged, the merged Elkhart, they won a sectional as well. Um, so, he um, – nine seasons total as head coach, 15 total years coaching it within whether it be Memorial or – Elkhart one proper Elkhart proper. I don't know what we call that. Yeah. Something like that. Memorial or not central. The Elkhart lions, right? Yeah. Yeah. One Elkhart. Um, yeah, it was kind of surprising news to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kyle's a friend, so, you know, and, and I actually worked with the bat, you know, his team this year and, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into, you know, just, you know, decisions like that, but, um, you know, yeah, I mean, all I, I know and I'll say is that, you know, I know Kyle and his wife, Kara, they, 
you know, they're everything that's right with high school basketball as far as investing in, you know, the lives of, of athletes and, and wanting the best for them. And, and so, but, you know, I know they'll land on their feet somewhere and, and they'll continue to kind of take that same mentality, you know, where they go next. I just hope they're somewhere in the area so I can get some of those uh, Kara cookies. Those yes, for sure. The best. Yeah, forget about Kyle's coaching. We just need Kara's cookies, right? This is right? why we started covering Elkhart this year is because those cookies are, <laughs> di- are divine. Um, yeah, no, but seriously, obviously Kyle's a great coach, uh, does it the right way, and I hope he does find his feet. I know there's going to be – I'm sure he'll be head coaching openings at other places and, and things like that, or maybe he wants to be an assistant and – lay low a little bit and you know he'll have he'll do he'll be able to do whatever he wants to do um maybe be a tv analyst maybe he'll just do the 46 game of the week there you go not to try to replace Bo, but you know you know chuck and kyle would be a great team um no i I, think yeah i think kyle's a coach at heart and i hope he continues to coach because i think you know he sees that as his mission in life and and so i you know i think they'll continue to do that um at some level yeah yeah and he's still young too. He's not absolutely. He's not like you know older guy. Yeah, I've he's, known Kyle since he's been in college, so I feel old now too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. So that's that's high school boys basketball right there. That's all of that. Um, let's go to the Goshen College Maple Leaf Minute. It's a new a second, not a new segment. It's a new to you maybe, but um, segment we do every week, pre-taped. Uh, Mike Morell doing it this week, recapping the Goshen College sports scene. So take it away, Mike. Hey, Michiana, it's Mike Morrell with your Maple Leaf Minute presented by 91.1 The Globe. Let's start off with GC Softball. The team headed down to Florida last week and began their 10-game stretch with a pair of losses against Michigan-Dearborn on Monday. They bounced back with a 9-1 drubbing of Florida Memorial on Tuesday and a dramatic 9-8 win in extra innings over Southeastern University, the number four team in the NAIA. Those two wins kick-started the Leafs, who would play six more games over the course of the week and win five of them, putting them three games above 500 at 8-5 on the year. Baseball had a similar long week down in Kentucky, starting off with an 11-7 loss on Tuesday. The Leafs bounced back with their first conference victory of the season on Thursday, 7-2 over the Marion Knights, their first win over Marion in 11 tries. The Leafs would split the series overall 2-2, losing the second game on Thursday and winning the second on Sunday, 3-2. The NAIA Indoor Track and Field Championships kicked off on Thursday and ran through Saturday. The Leafs had more than a dozen competitors in action throughout the event. Nelson Kimboy was named an NAIA All-American for his record-breaking performance in the men's 3,000-meter finals on Saturday. Summer Cooper made it to the finals in the mile run and finished one spot outside of being an All-American. Men's volleyball rounded out the week with a pair of losses on Friday and Saturday. First, a 3-1 effort against Cornerstone and a 3-2 loss on Saturday that saw the Leafs nearly take down Aquinas College, the nationally ranked program. The Leafs will be back on the floor Tuesday night against the Bethel Pilots in yet another battle for the U.S. 20 Highway Cup. That wraps up your Maple Leaf Minute. My name's Mike Morell for Globe Sports. And thank you, Mike, for that Maple Leaf update. A lot of good vibes. Goshen College recently. The softball team had a nice week. Baseball had a good week. Men's volleyball, the win-loss total isn't there, but they're playing well competitively. They get uh, U.S. 20 Highway Cup, U.S. Highway 20 Cup, whatever they call it. Um, Bethel, men's volleyball, Tuesday night. That's a, That should be a fun matchup. Uh, Bethel won the first game a couple weeks ago in Mishawaka. Return match tonight, Tuesday night in Goshen. So nice. They are. It's cool. And this is Bethel's first year, I think, for men's. They are. It a, is. A it is. It's sub, a growing sport. You know. it, we're getting to that point now too. We're in Indiana high school. The boys' volleyball emerging sport. 
you know, comes into play now in the spring, I'm wondering, I don't really, I haven't heard many of the area teams doing it. I, we talked about this in the podcast a couple weeks ago, but like, you know, like Penn could do it, right? Because they have a million students. Goshen could, could probably put together a team, yeah. but it'd be hard at like Northwood or, you know, Bethany Christian, Westview, like to get a boys volleyball team when they already are playing baseball or track or golf or whatever. So um, I guess we'll see. That's, I don't know. It felt like there was a better chance to get girls wrestling to be a sport than it is boys volleyball to be a sport. Yeah. So that's my Yeah. I mean, I think there'll be interest in, you know, in boys volleyball, you know, I think which may be, keep some schools from wanting to offer because obviously it takes away from other sports as well but it'll be interesting to see yeah um let's quickly talk a little bit about the ncaa basketball tournaments that are about to start next week but i guess we'll do conference tournaments and then we'll talk mental edge um i I promise the people we will talk about mental edge um so uh obviously the hoosier state is doing well both men and women's sides um it looks like uh, definitely, obviously, Indiana and Notre Dame women are going to make it. Uh, and Purdue women, I think, have played themselves into the tournament. I don't know the last time all three have made the NCAA tournament. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah, obviously, Notre Dame's how far can they go depends on if Olivia Miles is healthy. Um, we saw firsthand, or not firsthand, but we saw it on television on Saturday, at least, uh, when Miles is not there and they're playing a team that's worth – you know, it's like a quality team like Louisville. They did not do well. Um, they can, they can. I, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Basically, for Notre Dame, like the women's team, like Dara Mabry went out, huge loss, obviously. But they're probably still an Elite Eight team without her. Without Miles, it's going to be hard to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Like, you know, you can relatively sustain the injury to Mabry. Losing Miles it's pretty obvious like they aren't the same team yeah that's going to be very difficult I mean I would agree they're going to have a hard time winning you know just even if you know first couple games of the tournament without her just because without Mabry and without Miles now all of a sudden you've lost two ball handlers and and I think guard play is huge in the tournament so right usually when you get to the March and that is a big deal like having a good guard and and things like that and shooters um helps as well so um and then on the men's side IU and Purdue both going to probably make it um, yes, they both will make it. Yeah. Barring on, yeah, I mean, unless somehow they don't like get put on probation in the next week, which I don't think that's how that works. But um, Purdue is the regular season Big Ten champs, but IU beat them twice, so I'm sure Purdue fans aren't happy. <laughs> so I'm sure they would love a rematch here yeah. in the tournament somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I think they could. Would they play in the final? The because IU is the three seed, so they wouldn't be able to meet until the championship. It could in happen. Indianapolis. It or no, it's in Chicago. It's in, in Chicago, Chicago this year. Yeah. That would have been awesome if it was in Indianapolis. It's still cool in Chicago, but Indianapolis would have been crazy um, if they had met. Um, yeah, Trace Jackson Davis is a beast. Zach Eady is a beast. Um, both. I saw today, first time that IU and Purdue have both gotten a first team All-Big Ten player in the same season. Wow. That is crazy. That feels... Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, right. for sure. And all the players that have played at IU and Purdue, you would have thought there would have been overlap Somewhere in there where they had two first team selections, but yeah, unless Chuck Freeby tweeted out bad information, like I and Chuck doesn't do that. Either. I don't want to throw Chuck under the bus, but if he, right. that's where I saw it, so uh, yeah, Chuck's a great guy. Chuck's rec- multiple times on this on this yeah. podcast. Um, 
Well, I think what's interesting about going to Purdue, you know, is that I think I saw they won the Big Ten by three games. Right. And so I think a little bit of it could be just a focus thing. You know, they lost several at the end. Now losing to IU at home, I think, is perplexing because, you know, you think you're going to be up for a big game. But then IU turns around and they get beat. You know, I think one of the things I'm seeing about, you know, just sports in general, I think it in this culture is just focus. You know, I think sometimes there's a lot more maybe ups and downs than there used to be where teams – you know, if there's not something really to play for, but, right. but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I look for Purdue to turn it on here and have a good, um, you know, conference tournament and, and then, and, and probably advance far in the NCAA tournament as well. Yeah. I, I was, I think, um, the, their recent struggles air quotes have kind of like, you know, calm or been, it's kind of taken away from how good they were to start. And I, you know, obviously like teams have started to kind of adjust to what Zach Eady is and does. It's hard to, obviously game plan for a guy like that. No one has a seven, four dude just chilling on the bench. Usually so it's hard to prepare for him, but those teams that got to play him a second time, it seemed like they did much better slowing him down as much as possible. So maybe getting a chance to play, you know, new teams in the NCAA tournament will help produce chances because they're not used to guarding a seven, four guy. Like obviously you feel confident Purdue will win their first round game, Whoever get it in the second round, whether it be in an eight nine matchup or a seven ten matchup, like they're going to be the favorite there too. So, um, and Indiana too, like whichever Indiana wants to show up, the the Michigan game was a microcosm of their entire season where they was nice start, horrendous in the middle there. Michigan just looked like they're going to run away with it, and then Trace Jackson Davis put the team on his back. They won in overtime. Um, that really was how the season has gone for IU in a nutshell. Um, so they got a lot of momentum going to the Big Ten tournament. They're their three seed, Northwestern two seed. How about that? Yeah, crazy. You know, to be honest, I haven't paid a ton of attention to the Big Ten schedule this year. Just and so when I looked at the seeds, I was kind of like, I'm like, wait a second, what is this? Like Northwestern's up there, yeah. you know, Penn State's ahead of I think Wisconsin and Ohio and things, State. Yeah, and Ohio yeah. State's North, way down. Northwestern. It came down, Northwestern played Rutgers on Sunday night. It was the last game of the Big Ten schedule. If Northwestern had won, they would have been the two seed. If they had lost, they would have fallen to the nine. That's how crazy. That's all the tiebreakers. And there was a six-way tie for third going into uh, Sunday or second, I think. It was crazy. Like, all these teams, you didn't know where they were going to fall. But um, So it ended up working out where Purdue won, Northwestern two, and IU three. So... Um, all right, let's talk yeah. mental edge. Oh, no, sorry. Mizzou. I got to mention Mizzou. Yeah, we got to talk, talk about, about Missouri a little Missouri, bit. Missouri, <laughs> going to the NCAA tournament, 23-8, and eight, four seed in the SEC. Okay, just trying to get that out there, M-I-Z. Uh, mental edge, um, how's it going so far? I mean, this is kind of a generic question. But yeah. How's, uh, how has it been treating you? I guess. <laughs> you know, it's it's been it's been good. It's been a lot, you know, a lot of fun. Um, you know, starting from last summer with, you know, starting my own business as far as in this area mental performance, which is I think a, a really growing um, area that coaches and parents and athletes are understanding that's important that, you know, not just to develop, you know, the physical side, but also, you know, th- um, the mental side as well. And so you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's been learning. It's been challenging. It's been all those things that if anyone's ever been an entrepreneur, you understand that that's part of the gig, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, but it's been enjoyable as well. I mean, I mean, I've been really lucky because 
Um, you know, I didn't cherry pick like the teams I picked to work with this year or the athletes. Really, I, you know, I sent an email out to hundreds, probably 100 plus coaches. And I said, hey, here's what I'm doing. You know, I knew a couple coaches, but, you know, um, the teams I ended up working with, you know, by and large were, you know, coaches, you know, programs I wasn't familiar with. So I, I feel just, you know, that's been a blessing. Right. You were in what? Charlestown on Monday night. Yeah, all the way down to see Scottsburg. Yeah, you know I'd got an email from their coach uh, Eric Richardson um, back in. Boy, I'm trying to think if it was before Christmas and just said, "Hey, I think this might be something I want for my team." And what was surprising me about it is they were actually having a good year up to that point. And so sometimes you know you get asked, "Okay, man, team's really struggling," but which I think says a lot about him and 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 where he wants his program to be and kind of, you know, the bar of excellence he has for it. But yeah, so I, I've spoken to them a couple of times. Um, they have a really good team, um, you know, and, and I, I saw their fa- they'll be playing Greensburg here this Saturday at Washington and, and they'll actually be favored in that game. So it'll be interesting to see. They could be a potential Northwood state opponent. <laughs> yeah, obviously that's that'd be a lot crazy. of things have to happen there. Obviously a lot of yeah. moving parts. Um, you still have teams in the South that are, you know, like Beach Grove and North Davies that are going yeah, to be challengers. Absolutely. But, um, a lot of moving pieces. But as we established yesterday when we were texting each other, just you are the Corden Central uh, killer. You worked with Fairfield girls, and then you work with Scottsburg boys, and they lost their, their seasons both ended to Fair, or your teams. Yeah. So congratulations. Well, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. Actually, the same thing happened with Tibby Valley, so which – you know, if those guys are listening, we've talked a little bit about doing some stuff together as well. But, uh, you know, you know, having worked with John Glenn and then they beat the Tippy boy, um, you know, they beat. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Tippy boys and then the, you know, Fairfield beat the Tippy girls. So yeah. but no, it's just odd how that's happened that way. But it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, there's, you know, I've always said that, you know, coaches are my favorite people. Um, you know, I think you know, partly because I wanted to be a coach at one point and then the others just, you know, sports were such a, a big part of my, you know, childhood and, and just impacted me when I played sports as well. So, but really for me, the whole, you know, reason I do what I'm doing today is just impact kids, impact teams, impact communities as well. So it's cool to see a group of people come together to achieve something they couldn't do on their own and then to watch a community celebrate. That's really satisfying. Yeah, so I wanted to... Quickly, what are the teams that you worked with this yeah. winter? Just for the winter. We don't yeah. have to worry about the fall. Sure. Yeah, so the one college team I worked with, uh, so Bethel Men's, a basketball team, and they're actually playing today um, in the are. first round of the um, the NAIA um, National Tournament. So they're down in Tennessee for that. I you actually, could have just gone, yeah. kept on going down to see well, that. Well, I, I, I did think about this morning. I, boy, I could, but I don't know if my wife would have appreciated <laughs> that. But. Mrs. Thompson would not have been too <laughs> Right, thrilled. right. But like, no, you need to come and go the other direction, but... <laughs> Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm excited to see how they do. Actually, I saw somebody that's like an NAI sports report expert actually picked them to win, even though, um, you know, they, they're the lower seed. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. So they were um, and then worked on the high school scene with a couple girls teams, Elkhart girls basketball team, um, who they had a really good tournament run there. Um, they yeah. beat Warsaw. Um, which you know kind of pained me because you know I'm good I'm good friends with Lenny Krebs too, yeah. but so I'll have to jab him about that when that, we get, we get El, together that here. That Elkhart so. Northridge girls final was one of the best games I've covered this year. That was an incredible game. Yeah, Start it really to was. It really was. So I was proud of them, and I feel like they kind of reached their potential and are going to come back and really bring all their scoring back next year. And then yeah. worked with the Jimtown girls team as well, and they had their best year in quite a long time. Um, I think I said at one point figured they won 
as many games this year they had won the three previous years combined. Most, so. most wins in a season since 2011. Yeah. So, yeah. And and so they actually were up one point at the end of the third quarter against Mishawaka Marion. Yeah. And then and then Marion kind of you know took over the fourth quarter there but so they had a good year and they again have about everybody coming back next year as well um yeah. justice williams is a really good player yeah hit a half yeah, quarter to sure. beat goshen that was kind i of fun. saw that that was awesome <laughs> that was fun you know it was exciting for her mm-hmm. um worked as well with so worked with the elkhart boys team which i kind of alluded to with kyle sears there and you know one of the things i've learned through working with teams and not just them but you know is there's so many variety of factors that come into play right. you know for a team and and the mental side is one of those but there's other factors as well that sometimes you know, add in there. And so worked with them, you know, I mean, obviously they struggled this year, um, but I think they, I think the kids coming back next year for Elkhart, I think they took to some things and I think they've got it. Some guys that really want to win and want to see that turned around. So it'd be interesting to see. Um, worked with the Jimtown boys team as well. Uh, again, they kind of struggled a little bit too, but a young, a pretty young team there a young coach and Matt Stoll. And I know he's got high energy and really wants to do some things with the program um, as well. And then, and then John Glenn. So working with the John Glenn team that, um, you know, Travis Hanna of love, man, he's really embraced what we've been doing and they've kind of been up and down a little bit, a a little bit like South Bend, Washington. They're crazy with that. Um, Yeah. They're can't get a read on them. But you know, I think they're peaking at the right time. I tell you what, like, you know, Travis Hans is one of the best coaches in the state when he was Oregon Davis. I don't know how many he won, I think, a couple state championships. Yeah. Um, you know, Travis Hanna, his son, or I mean, Bryson Hanna, his son, just kind of took over that game um, when they played Culver in the championship. And third quarter, I think he hit four three pointers. So, you know, I'm excited for that game Saturday. We'll see. It'll be, you know, a rematch between Glenn and, and then Washington as well. And then. Yeah, um, that's crazy. But yeah, so those are. Kind of the team that, you know, I've worked with, you know, worked with the Fairfield girls team a little bit um, in the postseason. Brody Garber and I are, are good friends. And so we've kind of had a just an unspoken thing that, you know, when they get in the postseason, if they get past the sectional, you know, he'll have me come in and do some things. So, um, you know, the seniors, I've probably spoken to them five, six different times throughout the last few years. But mm-hmm. it was just exciting to see them go and win state. It was awesome. Important, I mean, important question. Do you get a ring? Yeah. No, I don't think Dang. so, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I know. Put your over I mean, the edge. Yeah. Should, should I know. Maybe down over the, the road, edge. you know, yeah. a little bit. But get a get a blue ring, um, man. Come on. No, but they're you know they're awesome. I mean, all four of those girls that were seniors, I've known them for several years, and couldn't be happier for a group of people. And um, and so that's just exciting for sure. Yeah. Um, any spring spring plans so far? You're working on stuff. I'm guessing yeah. you're gonna have some some things cooking in the chamber there, right? Yeah, going to be working with, I know one of the teams will be Fairfield uh, softball team. So John Skibby there has been, a, you know, there a long time and yeah, just good, excited good to man. work with him. Good and and I, I think uh, Fairfield baseball as well with Darren Kaufman. So his wife, Lindsay, um, is one of the assistant coaches, the JV coach of, for the Fairfield girls. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to, you know, to work with them. They've got a good group coming back this year as well. They're, a, um, they're yeah, I don't, I don't like making predictions, but Fairfield baseball could be a really solid team again defending sectional champions a lot of the talent back um that'll be fun to kind of see how they do yeah moving up to 3a too could be different but it's gonna be fun to watch absolutely no i'm, I'm actually i've already done some work with a uh, warsaw boys or baseball team so uh down there um so so annie manis is a great guy mm-hmm. and they've got something i just feel like they've got something going there that i think you i would watch out for these next couple of years 
And then we'll be working with a Warsaw ten, a girls tennis as well. So we'll see. We'll probably add a couple more teams. Right, right. You, you got to, you know, expand, try to do as many as you can. Obviously, you're only yeah. one person, so it's kind of right. hard to, like, <laughs> add 50 teams or whatever. Right. But, um, it is really cool, and I agree with you. You said it earlier about the, the mental uh, training aspects of growing. It feels like it's a lot more important um, you know, in general, with just life, like you see a lot more people go talk about going to therapy and talking to therapists and things like that. And um, obviously, like companies like BetterHelp and there's a free free plug for them, I guess. But um, but yeah, so like in general, mental health and overall has been a lot more at the forefront in the last whatever five, ten, fifteen years. And that mental training in sports has kind of benefited from it as well, I believe. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think, you know, mental performance and skills and athletics has always been something that I think in hindsight probably could have been used um, more than it has been. But I think just like you said, um, the refocus on just the mental health, which is a big thing, you know, as far as people in therapy and things like that, I think has made it more okay to work with like, let's say someone like myself, even just on the mental side of athletics. Right. Like mental, building up someone's mental toughness was just yelling at them until they, you know, learned how to do something right. in the 25 years ago. Now it's a little more nuanced and more measured and there's a science to it. And there's a way, I mean, everyone you worked with this year for the most part, like maximized what they could do. And so you saw some great success with teams along the way, you know, so it, it's paying dividends. And the more that happens, the more you're going to be in demand and, and want, people are going to want you and, and Ken and other guys to kind of step in and help them, you know, as much as possible. So, well, what I found is that for, you know, a lot of athletes, it's just a little tweak here and there, you know, it's not anything huge they need, but it's just a little bit of reminders and kind of, okay, like here's, you know, here's what I can do. I for myself, I enjoy the motivation piece. I enjoy equipping. I enjoy encouraging. I enjoy, you know, being able to kind of bring out that goal that's inside of someone to say, hey, I believe in you, you can do this. And so whether it's working with a team or an individual, it's um, something I enjoy doing. And now I look back in hindsight, it's something I feel like I've I've been kind of built to do in my experiences of the past 25 years mm-hmm. have kind of led me to this. So. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to add, want to miss or... Um, no, just, you know, yeah, if there's anybody listening, coaches, you know, parents who have, you know, kids, you know, whether it's a confidence thing, whatever it may be, I'd love to work, you know, with your athlete. We can find us at um, thementaledge.co.co or um, you like can British. Fi- yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you can find me anywhere on social media um, as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but you can reach out to me. Um, you know, in those ways. So. Yeah, Jason Thompson, pretty yeah. easy, normal spelling. Yeah. Might it be is. other Jason Thompsons, but it's fine. You can find them. He yeah. looks like himself in his Twitter picture, so that yeah. helps the cause. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, it's not like, you know, a random you know, avatar or an egg, the Twitter egg or whatever, you know. Um, Jason, Jason, ooh, Jason, this has been great. Words are hard, um, especially saying people's names. Um <laughs> Uh, really appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome. I've enjoyed the conversation. Uh, thanks for your insights, both the basketball and and your and your career as well. And um, looking forward to seeing where you get to kind of where it grows in the next couple of years, uh, even more. You know, you, you I'm sure it'll keep on growing, and maybe more people get involved. And um, I'm also excited for the on on the court stuff for our teams this weekend too. So it should be a good weekend. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say again, just thank you for the opportunity to come on today, and I appreciate what all you know all that you do for our high schools and for our athletes because I think there's a lot of like you said a lot of good things going on in our area. This has been a uh, 
very, very entertaining, good year. The, the winter has been very, very fun, uh, obviously, with two state teams and basketball. And uh, swimming was great, too. The girls' swimming was really good for us this year, too. We had three teams in the top, whatever, 15. Um, so it's been awesome. And I tell you what, if one of these boys' basketball teams makes a run to state or wins it, uh, you'd be going to be, it might be the best year, best season in any I've had. Here. It, it could it could push it. Yeah, very fall cool. of twenty twenty one still number one for the record. Westview boys soccer won state. Northridge football went to state, and we had great cross country volleyball. Like everything clicked that year somehow. Just that fall was magical. Um, but winter twenty twenty three, it's pushing it. It's pushing it very close. Um, thank you again, Jason, yeah. for coming on. Uh, this will be the that. Gosh, words, man, are really hard. Uh, <laughs> That wraps up this week's edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week recapping everything that happened over the last seven days uh, and then some. So uh, tune in then.